And now, it's time for a Star Trek story. You know, Aaron, we only ever ask the big questions on Star Trek stories. Oh, we got a doozy for you today. <laughs> we, are, we are famous for the, the big questions, the big questions of life. So our question of the day, Aaron, is Wesley Crusher a good character? Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I didn't think so. I still don't think so. But <laughs> I, I just watched that episode of his with Ashley Judd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he kind of comes in and saves the Enterprise with Ashley Judd. Where they're all addicted to the, like, the, the video orgasm game. video game, whatever it is they're playing. God damn it. That was a good Wesley Crusher episode. And damn now it. I'm conflicted. <laughs> I don't know anymore. You know, they'll throw curveballs with Wesley just when you yeah. think, like, get off the fucking... Okay, you know, that was actually a good one. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's another one of those quantum superposition things where it's like yes and no De- depends <laughs> on your point of view <laughs> if you're observing wesley no he's not a good character if you're directly observing him no <laughs> but if he's like once removed in yeah, a box indirectly observed <laughs> the sh- the shadow slit experience <laughs> then he's science good. has proven it from a distance okay yeah i don't know um I'm sure we we will certainly get into it in this episode. Um, I don't know either. So I wonder if we'll come to any sort of conclusion by the end of the episode. Um, well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Star Trek Stories. Um, this is episode 37, Final Mission. Um, I, of course, am your optimum host, Jaron Hatch, and I'm joined here by my ultra- co-host Aaron Cole. Hello, Aaron. Hello, Jaron. Well, yeah, uh, we are continuing on with our look at the TNG glory years. Um, last time we watched Future Imperfect, um, where Riker once again sabotages his own future and just narrowly avoids becoming captain yet again. <laughs> he eventually gets there, folks. Um, um, and this week we have a new guest host uh, with us. Um Sitting in the captain's chair, we have the very lovely Faith Myers with us. Hello, Faith. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good. How hello. are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, for those who don't know, Faith is my boss at Utah Symphony, Utah Opera. So everyone, please be on your best behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, Quiet coyote. <laughs> <laughs> that is such bullshit. <laughs> uh, we were just saying that that does feel weird, though, because we are good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a very flat team structure when we want to. <laughs> it's very subjective. Yeah. Um, not everyone, you know, runs like an or like a department or organization or a team. Is it something you enjoy doing? Is there something you get out of it? Um, um yeah, I love doing it. I think, I think I'm naturally wired to just kind of take the reins and take charge. Mm-hmm. You know, even as a little kiddo, my nickname was Sergeant Myers. Mm-hmm. People in my life love to remind me of that. But like, I think I come by it really naturally. Mm-hmm. I have a vision. I kind of understand how things are going. I'm, I am lucky to be able to see different perspectives because I've held a lot of different roles that are certainly not leadership roles. I have, you know, 
the ability to come in and say, I know what how I would want someone to lead me, so I'm going to try and do the same. Um, I think listening is a huge, huge part of that. I think understanding how to direct a conversation to guide someone into doing something in a professional, you know, informed capacity takes a lot of just being open to all the different personalities, understanding how everybody wants to do it, being able to be flexible, but also not afraid to just speak up and say, this is this is how this needs to be done. But I can, if you're not comfortable in that, I, I can guide you there. You know, so for me, being a leader just kind of, I don't know, it always has just kind of fallen into my lap. I did start off as a ticket agent. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to being a ticket agent, I was director of uh, a department that was service and tech support for a software company. And I did that for about six years. Huge left turn. And I just wanted something that had like no responsibility. I was tired of, <laughs> of all the pressure. I didn't want any of it. So being a part-time flexible, you know, ticket agent, doing something fun, being a part of the arts also, which I've always been interested in, mm-hmm. just fell in my lap. But, you know, I I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, but I was overqualified for that position. And the people who were around me recognized that. And so when opportunities presented themselves for me to kind of shift gears or advance or move into other roles, I just kind of stepped into it. And mm-hmm. so eventually uh, landed here. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for about five years. Mm-hmm. So. Do, doing it rather well too oh thank you thank you thank you <laughs> now where's my race <laughs> uh see me after class see me after class yeah um i feel like a leader really is someone who is helping just cut through the bullshit and helping everyone just see the larger picture and just foster that trust so it's like yes because mm-hmm. it's really them 100 percent. it's really and them. you would know this better than anybody jaron is that um i think we're very much on the same page of just trying to create like this interpersonal dynamic within our office where everybody actually can, you know, develop their own kind of friendships. Um, I know from experience, I think we all kind of have our own stories along the lines of like, the more you actually care about the people you work with, the better you will contribute to the job you're supposed to do from this inherent concern that you might be letting them down or leaving them holding, you know, holding it up. And so, you know, in our department, at least my opinion is that as I watch everybody kind of interact, I think the more lenient you can be, the more you can kind of foster that personal engagement. It actually is like this ripple down effect. If you invest in your employees and you recognize them as people with personalities and hum- senses of humor and all of this, and you just say, go, you be you, right? Uh, within a professional, like you still have to help the patron. You can't just sit back and chat all day long. <laughs> like you still have shit to do. But, you know, if you're doing what you're going to do, Ultimately, it is that trickle-down effect. The, the people that you're trying to help, the people that you're trying to guide and answer and respond to and serve, like all of those things, ultimately it'll be great because you're all trying hard for each other. And so that's, I try to support that as best as I can. It's the Star Trek way. 100%. <laughs> that's the Ted Lasso way. Uh, and the Ted Lasso way. <laughs> yeah, didn't so. you say Ted Lasso was the new Star Trek? It is. Yeah, I think we talked I about that earlier. <laughs> yeah. um, In a weird way. Well, speaking mm-hmm. of which, um, I know you are not exactly a newbie to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I believe you grew up with it as a kid. What's your little Star Trek story, Faith? I mean, my mom loved the OG Star Trek, probably for the reason all our moms <laughs> love the 
original Star Trek. Spock. Oh, Captain, my Captain. But you know, <laughs> it was it was something that I caught episodes of kind of here and there, um, and you know. The really popular ones, you know, like the Trouble with Tribbles and Yeti. Like, of course, those are the ones that I remember most vividly. Um, but then we also watched all the movies. And, you know, we continued on into watching ooh, Next Generation when it came out. And the Next Generation for me was the one that, like, the family would get together. We'd watch it. I'd watch it with my siblings, watch it with my mom. Like, the character. That was the one where I feel like I... I don't know that I've seen every episode, but of all the different variations of Star Trek, it's certainly the one that I've seen the most of. So just another kind of grew up with it. Haven't watched them in a long time. I was thinking about it on the way over here. Like if somebody asked me what my favorite one was or what one stands out, I don't know if I could pick one because they kind of all get jumbled together. And the thing that stands out is like character moments or like little snapshots of ridiculous things happening in the episodes or, you know, whatever. Um, but the moment I start watching an episode, it, it's like it all floods back. I know exactly what the narr- the narrative is. I know exactly what the storyline. I know exactly what's going to happen if I've seen it before. But trying to pick one out in my mind, it's all kind of jumbled. Mm. Uh, I love that. It's especially next gen. It was. It's. It's. You don't see a lot of shows aside aside from like kid shows. We've talked about this a little bit, where the the whole family can all come together and watch it like kids adults and you know there's like you know disney and pixar and it's more but it's that's definitely more aimed to kids where i remember watching next generation and i felt like everyone was able to get something out of it i'm like i i don't see a lot of shows that can do that like that can just speak to everyone like that and like everyone can come together and watch it it's well i think it also had like a more um, like demographic diversity had more women represented in it. They were like, I know we're going to talk about Wesley soon, uh, but there, I don't remember ever seeing younger people in the episodes that I watched in the OG, unless they like visited some random planet where they were all children or something ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know, but it's like, I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. It's Mm. just that there were more players in there that could give different perspectives or like have a different. The vibe to. Yeah. It really felt like a family in a living room, but traveling through space (laughs) (laughs) is what next gen feels like. Um, Well, speaking of the kids, Wesley Crusher, um, you know, last week we had Caitlin on and they were a Wesley fangirl. Um, as far as I know, you are not a Wesley fan. Girl. No, gross, <laughs> gross. No. no. So Wesley Crusher, good character or not, Faith? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, good character, sure. I think he contributes something to. I'd have to think hard about the it. The greater if whole. I did. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he has a point, but. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> I just, I always found him so whiny and so needy. And like, why is everybody so worried about this child? He's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. At least that's how I remember him. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm misremembering it. Maybe, you know, because sometimes time passes and you rewatch something and maybe it's years later and you've had these other life and you go, oh, I, I see this a little differently. I don't know that I'm going to feel that with him. I find him wildly annoying. And I have friends who definitely were fangirls. Mm. And they just, 
There's something just, to that, though. No. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the problems that Wesley faces, is like, well, maybe you wouldn't have those problems if you didn't have a child aboard the fucking Enterprise <laughs> <laughs> in the first place. Send him out to space hole. <laughs> She's so believe, annoying. Believe the politically correct term is airlock. No. The space hole. No, the space hole. Just send him out to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, space hole. You know what? Until space this hole. moment, I could not remember what that was called. The airlock. The fucking airlock. No. Did you put him out the, uh, the out space hole? The space hole. The airlock? Captain. Just by. He's. Uh, <laughs> I, al- I always found him a little. <laughs> like indignant and you know may, and maybe that's a thing because he was like teenager and maybe that's like the teenager vibe is like I think I know how to do th- and I think in that particular case I think he did save things and then that was maybe even more annoying but like <laughs> do as you're told just go away go read a book or something just what <laughs> are you the doing space library <laughs> Go play with your friends or games or I don't know. Do you have friends? I don't no. know. I don't think you do. No. <laughs> Maybe data. Maybe, Maybe that's data. the only. Yeah. I am sorry. I have many other duties to attend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet no, Javis. Oh, God. Um, well, let's see if this episode helps us figure out if Wesley Crusher is a good character or not. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we are watching Final Mission. Um, this premiered November 19th, 1990. This is the ninth episode produced for the fourth season. Um, this is a Wesley Crush episode, but not just any Wesley episode. This is the episode where he leaves the series. Um, actor Will Wheaton, um, decided he wanted to leave the show and try to pursue some feature film roles. Um, you know, lest we forget, he he got his start in Stand By Me. Um, that's what got him the role in this, and he kind of wanted to um, continue that. Um, so yeah, this episode was written for the express purpose of having his character exit the series. Um, so, um, in addition to our question, you know, is like is Wesley, you know, is Wesley Wesley Crusher a good character or not? Um, as we're examining Wesley Crusher's legacy, I guess we can also decide if this is a good episode to have him leave the show. Um, those will be the two main things we're looking at um, this week. Um, so yes, for those of you at home who are going to watch along with us, Star Trek The Next Generation is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You can find it by bringing up Season 4, Episode 9, And we will be back after we watch Final Mission. No matter what happens, 
How many people get to serve with Jean-Luc Picard? Sir, you don't know this. No one knows this. Because I've never told anyone. All of the things that I've worked for. School, my science projects, getting into the academy. I've done it all because I want you to be proud of me. If there is one thing that I've learned from you, it's that you don't quit. And I'm not gonna quit now. I've seen you think yourself out of worse situations than this. And I'm gonna think us out of this. You're not gonna die. I'm not gonna let you die. I'll get to the water. Final Mission. Um, in case you have never seen this one or didn't watch it with us, what happens in this one is that Wesley Crusher finally gets the call for Starfleet Academy, and he's going to leave the ship, um, but Captain Picard decides to take him on one last admission where they're going to go talk to some miners or something. I can't, who knows, who cares? Uh, but they travel with one of the miners on their little shuttle, terrible shuttlecraft, it, it breaks down, they crash on a desert planet, and then they have to, they march to the mountains and they find a, a water fountain protected by a shield. And Picard gets hurt. Wesley has to figure out how to deal with getting into the water and the minor pilot that they're with who's being an ass. Um, and of course, you know, Wesley, as always, saves the day and... Uh, and meanwhile, during all this, the Enterprise is distracted by having to tow a toxic garbage scow out, out of an <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> out of an alien star system, so they can't um, rescue them until the very end. Um, we always start with initial thoughts on the show. Faith, initial thoughts coming on after final mission. Uh, Wesley's still wildly annoying. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to pro, trying to process what we just watched. <laughs> yeah. um, in general, I think it's just an interesting choice to have it be his final 
thing. Like I can understand the intent of like they they wanted to have this moment with him and Picard. They wanted to have that like resolution of like all these things that you've been through and now you're finally at this point in your life where you're going to go off to the academy and our, you know, I may never see you again. And they needed to have like this like emotional sentimental closure. I I don't know how. <laughs> Did they I, nail that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think the setup was weird. I think the situation was kind of strange. I don't know why they chose to have them, you know, isolated to have that interactive, like, sentimental closure of support and pride. And, you know, Wesley's journey has been alongside the entire crew. So why didn't he get to have a moment of, like... No, it was just all about Picard. It was all about that like, yeah, daddy issue thing. I don't know. It it's was, all and plus, he's just a terrible actor, and I think that that <laughs> it just ruins it for me. Looking at that and trying to, you know, feel the connection of him, like, you know, plugging on and like, I will do it for you, and everything I've ever done is for you. Essentially, is like, <laughs> don't buy it. Do you One know who these- you're talking to? <laughs> this guy's got like 17 medals of honor man he's Captain Picard <laughs> I don't know I don't know yeah one of these actors is not like the other <laughs> no um, yeah Wesley gets like not even a moment with Beverly his mom like this is like his final in quotes episode and it's like it's all it, it's this weird Wesley simping super hard for Captain Picard on one final mission and having to pull through and not even for his own sake, but just to show Captain Picard that he can do it. And that's the episode. That's his. Well, thanks, Wesley. Goodbye. That's his reason for being, as it turns out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's super smart, savant level, like genius and headed for great things in Starfleet. I just want to make Captain Picard proud. Yeah, that's it. Hmm. It it is a weird setup. Everything about it's like this is what it is, and I don't know. There were some weird choices, like even with the what was his name, like Durgo. Durgo, yeah. Even with this guy, uh, like why was he so grumpy, and like why? Like, why was he so? I don't know. I don't know. Adversarial. You got to have the antagonist. I know, but like. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it always makes me think to like, okay, so you're a group of writers sitting around a table. Like, who's decide? who's making these choices? Yeah. This who's is deciding this is the direction we're going right now? It just seems like it's a, it wasn't a showcase of what Wesley's character has been all about, which is like, he showed aptitude for engineering. He mm-hmm. had this deep understanding of, of quantum theory, I guess, but it, it was like none of that. Mm-mm. We're going to have like this old West Boy Scout adventure Thing. where my dad gets hurt and. I have to <laughs> pull through yeah. on my own somehow. And like his yeah. whole final encounter with like beep boop beep boop 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> he hacks the water open to save the day. Yeah, it was just weird. The water it just feels so arbitrary it too. It's like Captain Picard needs medical attention, he doesn't need water. He needs, you know, a tourniquet. He'll be magically better <laughs> if we just give him a I'm better, Wesley. Thank you for the water. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm going to be okay. Is that a concussion? He's bleeding internally. Uh, just just water. That's all I need. <laughs> I 
do love that they're like, oh yeah, no, that guy's dead. <laughs> that thing protecting that thing protecting the water. Uh, he's in a cocoon now. Yeah. We're just gonna glaze right past that. <laughs> and that, that guy's, guy's gone. Dead. Oh my god. Oh, he's a salt donut. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that a is. Webby a webby looking salt donut. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very strange. Um, well, yeah. and it's also weird to me that like the whole tangential story is the entire crew is doing this other thing. Like, mm-hmm. why did you choose to have them like unable to participate? Like, why did you send them off on some random mission to tow a toxic barge out <laughs> farther into space? Like, I don't know. It's just strange choices to me when I think that everybody could have been involved in something that maybe would have felt more meaningful to send him off. Yeah. I don't know. It all feels really weird. It doesn't, in a lot of ways, feel like a send-off episode. Mm-mm. It just feels like just some weird, random episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, it's funny you say that. If I didn't know that it was his fi- final, what was it? What's the actual name of the episode? Final mission. Final, his final mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I would have gotten that. Yeah, it's like, okay, I guess he's going to the Academy, but again, yeah, it just feels like another bog-standard episode of TNG with nothing special about it. No. It's really weird. He didn't even get to say goodbye to O'Brien. And, like, what is that about? Again, his mom, anyone, Jordy, Data. Like, you've seen him build relationships with all these people. And nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> it's weird. Swing and a miss all around. And it, yeah, it doesn't help that Will Wheaton's performance is, we were talking about it a little bit, is <laughs> under par. <laughs> like, I just want to make you proud of me. Okay. okay. <laughs> no tear, not a single tear. <laughs> you couldn't muster up some misty eyes. Some. No, no. Um. Yeah. This is this is a. I I would love to because you know, I one thing of the behind the scenes people were like happy with how this turned out. Really. And I, it's a little baffling to me. I'm just like, really? Like, this is like, I think we really nailed it with that one. It's like, you sure? W- why? What about this makes you like, yeah, we got it. This is like the ultimate goodbye episode to Wesley Crusher. We couldn't do better than this. I'm like, I, 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 I can't help but wonder if you had, I don't know, a little more time. You had to come up with something a little better than this. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's, no, I, I don't, okay, okay, so, um, yeah, so, uh, this is a, f- there's two ways to look at this, like, uh, uh, as Wesley's final episode, and then as just an episode on its own, and I think we've all, it sounds like we're all pretty much agree that, like, as a final episode, this is n- n- weird and not very satisfying um i don't like i don't feel anything when he leaves when this episode's over it's like okay i guess if we divorce ourselves from this idea that this is wesley's big final episode if we're just looking at this as a regular episode of star trek the next generation i don't know how do we think about it in that sense i think it's like two competing b plots Mm, no real a plot yeah just two side episodes happening in one episode. <laughs> yeah, two bits of filler mushed mm. together into 
a few minutes, a full episode. Mm. Especially, well, okay, more like a B plot and a C plot with the towing away of the garbage ship. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, that poor actor who played like the per- the distressed like imbe- oh, like oh, the, the, the like, 90s God, bling you aliens so uncomfortable oh, who, man. who put who put you here why that do you make up face make? with the yeah, side ponytail like oh yeah the weird little like things half sealing their mouth together it's like what why what what is the function there why how yeah. why would a species ever evolve along those lines <laughs> it reminded me of like that scene in the matrix when they're like sitting in the interrogation room and it's, it's like his mouth starts getting sealed up and like stretchy. It reminded me of that, but also like, what are the name of the characters in like the Grinch, like the little village? The Who's? Yeah, it looked yeah. like grown up Cindy <laughs> Lou with, like, with like, Matrix like, mouth. Yes, it was weird. <laughs> like if you left a it Who out in the sun Look too at that. long. It's the hair and the like. I don't know. Um. Also, that that nose looks an awful lot. Like a clitoris. <laughs> Send yeah. him out in the space It's not hole. great. <laughs> and uh, the thing that kills me is like, this poor person, she, you could tell they're so uncomfortable. Like, and there's nothing happening in the background. They're like sitting in some room somewhere in a blank space. Help me. I'm distressed. Radiation Emergency, levels. please. <laughs> Can I get it off now, please? <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Ugh. Um, just odd. Yeah, what do you think, Faith? Like, as as not a Wesley Goodbye episode, if it's just its own thing. Um, fine. I'm even though I feel like I've just been complaining a lot about all of the things. I'm still entertained. I don't know how that happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, cool. So I'm just following along. Gonna watch and see how you defeat this spiral, flashy thing thing a water fountain like, okay sure i'm watching i'm in, i'm entertained but no there wasn't any like standout moment to me any yeah. just that is kind of weird like i mean i just went and saw at the drive-in last night disney's the haunted mansion um i can't say it's a particularly great film <laughs> like it wasn't very scary it wasn't very funny but somehow I was entertained through the whole thing. Yep. It's like, would I ever watch this again? I'm like, no, no, I would never watch this. But somehow I was entertained. I, and I don't know how or why. Good yeah. enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why Disney's scaling back on a lot of content moving mm. forward. Mm. They, they want to get back to doing better than good enough. Mm. Mm. It's too bad they didn't watch Final Mission. They could have learned that huh. lesson a lot cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, there's part of me that's like, I don't think this is a very good episode at all. Like, I don't know if I would say it's like one of the worst of the whole series or like it's one of Star Trek's worst or anything like that. It's not like hyperbolically bad, but it's, you know, Star Trek has a lot of like middling episodes. It's like, whatever. And that's just kind of what it feels like to me. It's like, it's just kind of some Star Trek scenario that's happening, but like there's no greater theme or message. It all feels pretty much at superficial yeah. level. It's like, what's it about? It's like, it's literally about them crashing and having to survive and then them <laughs> taking this garbage scow out of the planet. Like, it doesn't seem like it's ever anything more about that, except for like the couple scenes where like Wesley and Picard have their little 
I love you, Captain Picard. I love you, Wesley. Always <laughs> <laughs> been proud of you, and he just stares at him. Okay. I've always been we proud get, of you. I'm going to go get one. I don't one. know. I, yeah, I don't think it's the worst. I've definitely seen others that I don't think are... Um, it's passable. I definitely see... <laughs> I don't know. It had pieces of what a Star Trek episode kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you were to stand like a hundred feet away and look, watch Star Trek, like, oh yeah, that's a Star Trek episode. But yeah, sure, up close, yeah, none of the, none of the heart, none of the guts. Yeah, like where's the moral takeaway? Where's like the lesson learned and like the evolved? I don't know. Now we've learned something. Yeah, there, nothing there. Yeah, oh, and, and and especially like yeah, where's the heart? Which seems like like. For Wesley's final episode to have it be so, I don't want to say meaningless, like it's just completely meaningless, but it gets pretty close. And maybe that's indicative of how the show and everything feels about Wesley Crusher. (laughs) Bye, I guess. (laughs) Oh no, Wesley. Oh, he's gone to the Academy. It's kind of like how we reacted when Durgo gets cocooned. Oh, no, oh, no. not Durgo. Yeah. <laughs> Who could have seen this happening? Yeah, even for, like, a bad guy, you don't, you're indifferent. Yeah. Indifferent. Like, two of the three people on screen right now are very annoying. <laughs> and for a second, you just have two annoying people playing <laughs> off each other. I don't know who to root for here. Yeah. And all three are trying their very hardest. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, Picard always rules. He just does. He does. He nails the scenes, however benign. Like, he he gets it. These were two, like, subpar players. And when you have all three of them just in scene after scene after scene, it's really easy to say which ones are good and which ones maybe aren't. Oh, Wesley. Oh, Wesley. I envy you. Such a good moment. Yeah. Probably the good moment. That That is probably the standout moment when he has his little opening up to Wesley. But it was really interesting because like there's like two of these opening up scenes when first there's when Wesley does it uh, and then they cut away to like the Enterprise towing the thing out and then they cut back and then Picard does his like and they're still in that same cave. And like I was really struck like that first one when Wesley's opening up, it just... I don't know if it's completely Will Wheaton's performance, but I I, I don't buy it. Mm-mm. You know, and I'm no, like, it didn't seem authentic. It just seemed like, even like the choices of like him grabbing his hand and like, you know, the lines that are supposed to be delivered of like, I'll never give up, and you know, you taught me that. It just seems like that was. I don't think that was the main takeaway from Picard's lessons either. Mm. Never give up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's so just kind of bland and generic. Just, I always looked up to you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, sure, but like nothing ever really speaks to like Wesley as a character. It's just kind of yeah, generic platitudes, like very tropey. This is, this cave is an ancient shopping mall and the water <laughs> oh, is a, the fountain yeah. and sound. it's being protected by <laughs> century security. <laughs> like if you touch the fountain, you get webbed. <laughs> And then security has to come let you out of the web, but just, we don't have security what does anymore. This Very like old J- Crossroads Mall. J C Penny. Yeah, and then the then the when Picard Patrick Stewart has his moment when he opens up, 
It's amazing how much better it is. It's still not like the most amazing dialogue in the world, but some like it's really credit to Patrick Stewart as an actor. It's like elevating the material mm-hmm. and and it was night and day, even though it was a very similar scene, just one character doing it and the other character. And when Patrick Stewart's doing it, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, television. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he's in this show. Like we've talked about it before. Thank God they got Patrick Stewart for the show. And this is yeah. certainly one of those episodes. It's like, oh my God, if he was not in this episode, like imagine this whole episode playing out without Patrick Stewart there. Kill me. Well, <laughs> I know the episodes aren't really long, but I can't help thinking of like just things I would have done differently. Like, why was Dr. Crusher so indifferent? Like when, you know, Counselor Troy comes in and she's trying to like Make sure she yeah. understands what they know about the progress. And she's just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing my job. I'm busy. You know, no, this is your kid. In almost every other episode of this series, when Wesley's in trouble, you're losing your damn mind. Like, what? Now you're suddenly fine. And Wesley, fine. It's like, what, what is I that? I have work Why? to do putting away yeah, these things. Like this scene. I definitely would have put a 20 down that the first words out of Counselor Troy's mouth would have been, I'm sensing... You're, you're feeling... You're worried about <laughs> Wesley or something? No. You know, I'm an empath, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is weird just how absent... Because actually so much of Wesley and, like... like Wesley, he's Crusher's son. And, like, those two characters throughout the whole time he's in the series are inextricably linked. I mean, they get their own episodes and stuff, but it's like... And to have her be such a minimal, like I can imagine like if the B story focused more, if the B story was about Beverly and something she has to do and she can't be there to help her son, if the B plot was about that, that could be interesting, but it's somehow not. Like, she is somehow not the main character in the B story. She's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like, send her down to help with the radiation sickness. Have that be much more of a high-stakes situation. Yeah, or, or like, even. maybe if when they crashed on this planet, that thing protecting the water was doing it be- to save some species that was there. And the crew comes down, and they are encountering this other population, and there's more, like, conflict. And it seems like there's higher stakes. And these, you know, maybe Picard and Wesley still could have been isolated in the cave, but, like, more people involved like, like lots of you know, drop threads or drop balls missed opportunities for good stories yeah yeah, yeah like it could have been an opportunity for meeting a new species or like something yeah telling a story down on the planet with the the 90s sideways ponytail people <laughs> yeah like anything yeah it's not like inherently conceptually bad it just kind of feels like they had a starting point and then that's it they didn't go deeper like, yeah, but it just kind of is so just ap- like, but we're just going to play it just like a bog standard, whatever episode and not have it really be about Wesley leaving. So here's a weird theory. Okay. So thinking about, you know, sometimes you watch things and you can speculate, you can assume like surface level. And I'm wondering like behind the scenes were some of the decisions made because they wanted Wesley to have more standalone like screen time. Like maybe there was something as part of like the contract negotiation, maybe there was something in there that like he had to be a prominent feature of this that wasn't, you know, part of a bigger story. Like maybe there were other things at play in writing a story like this. 
where not everybody was a part of it because he had to be more of a focal mm-hmm. character. I don't know. Yeah. Total. Absolutely. The unknowns. Unsubstantiated theory, but you know. But they still could have made that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> However. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Oh, you, thank God it's done. Do you think? I don't know. Shoot a phaser at it. <laughs> it also uh, reminds me of the ghosts in like Ghostbusters, like when they're zipping around. And yeah. Like the, light, the light thing's like, what are you and why are you here? Like, why isn't this a discovery? Why couldn't you, why couldn't you like come to terms with this thing? And like, again, I could, I could keep thinking about other ways that the story could have gone but it's such a also it's such a strangely particular situation where it's like they're in this cave and there's this not just water but fountain of water Mm -hmm. protected by shield you can't get through and it's such a like that it's such a weird yeah i have questions like where what is this where and why and (laughs) What does it represent if it's to represent anything? But nope, it's literally just water coming out of the ground, just like they literally And a greedy specter who's like, it's my water. (laughs) You you know, it could have been interesting if they, if they want to, like, clearly they wanted to do some sort of survival thing. Um, But it's like, well, and it's, my guess is they're like, well, but it has to be like Star Trek. And this is where, like, I don't know, some fountain with the, but. But I'm, now I'm wondering, I'm like, what if it was literally, you know, do you guys ever read, um, Hatchet, the, the the book Hatchet, where like that one kid, like he's on a plane and it crashes in the wilderness and all he's got is just like a hatchet and the whole book is about him just trying to survive with this one hatchet. I, you know, because, you know, like you said, Aaron, it's like they've built him up as like he's this genius with like ships and engineering and space time, like the, what the traveler calls him. Like he's basically like a Mozart, but for like space time warp stuff it could it could have been as an interesting like as a final episode where they put wesley in a scenario where there's no because he solves this at it's the one of the most unsatisfying climaxes they don't tell you at all how he wins or saves the day he just says i figured i think i have a thing he just pulls out his tricorder the Ghostbuster thing is like, and he just kind of just, you just see him tap on the tricorder really fast. And then the, the, the problem is solved. I'm like, they don't even try <laughs> to explain. It's just the worst version of Star Trek. We win. Not even techno babble. Te- not even techno babble. It's just, <laughs> we win. But imagine instead of that, it was, and maybe Picard could be there, you know, fine. Or he's just by himself. <laughs> But what if it was literally just a, a a wilderness survival episode, and it's like he's completely out of his element. This is not his strong suit, and and show him really struggle with it and having to overcome that. It's just something, something. Um, then just just I press buttons on my tricorder and we win with really convol like. Uh, it it doesn't feel like a natural organic situation. It just feels like a bullshit situation there. <laughs> yeah, it does. And that, that's all they really, except for, yeah, the only other thing was that, that, that the, I just read, I kept coming back to like, people were really happy with this. Ba- baffling. Hmm. Baffling. Um, the food must have been really good that week. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Craft services on that episode was (laughs) incredible. Those, those little bean burritos were amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Those, they had these taquitos when we were filming that. Oh my. I've never had anything like it before (laughs) or since. (laughs) I do like the way they shot the desert, like extra yellow, like a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. I know there's something that, it looks like they overexposed it a little bit. Yeah, it gives it that really kind of just like sun beating down on them look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah, it did. They weren't look out good. there too much, but No. Um Well, Faith, any final thoughts on final mission? And I'm not mad that he's gone. No. 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 No one no. is. <laughs> not even Will. <laughs> no. I uh it was a thing I watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a thing we did. Mm-hmm. It made me really excited to watch other episodes of Star Trek in the future. Because Wesley Crusher won't be there. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't that great of an episode. <laughs> and it's nice knowing there are better episodes of Star Trek out there. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes me wonder um, if, like, the love and affection that I felt for Next Generation since I haven't seen it in so long, I wonder how I would feel re-watching the whole show. more of it mm-hmm. and just... I don't know, just seeing how I feel about some of the choices made in some of the storylines. Like, You just got to get through those first two seasons, which is yeah. rough, yeah. which is rough. But yeah, we're finally getting into the meat and potatoes, and there are mm. some great episodes of this series out there still. Uh, Picard is amazing. Always Patrick Stewart, incredible yeah. actor. Kudos. Takes a shitty scene. Makes it really good. Polishes it nicely. We were all really quiet for that because it's like, Patrick, do your just, oh, yeah. Mm, just, yes. Yeah. Please don't Acting. die. Acting. Like, Please yes. don't die. <laughs> that's that's the drink of water I needed. Just a little, <laughs> just a oh, little Wesley. solid acting. Oh, I envy you, Wesley Crusher. Do you? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were a different ensign, but it's... <laughs> Oh, Wesley Crusher. Uh, I thought you were Beverly this whole time. I love Beverly. Captain, you don't remember? We were looking for water on the skip. Who are you? Who are you? Who, who are you? Where am I? Um, yeah, he nailed it. And, I, and that's... That's about it. That's kind of it for me. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Aaron, final thoughts on final mission? I feel like I pretty much said it all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you said you're excited for, makes you excited for more. Yeah. To, to be We have been in a relative hot streak of episodes. Like, ev- like the last, everything since the Borg two-parter. Yeah. That we've, every, every episode we've watched since that has been, that was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. So this was definitely the first kind of like, dud we've had in a while so but those balance things out yeah the duds ba- makes you appreciate the really good ones exactly. mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah this is never a favorite of mine i remember as a kid like always kind of looking forward to this one just because it was like and now he's not here for the rest of the show for the most <laughs> part spoiler alert he does come back every now and then like soft finale yeah because they were like the because then to them like they had been building up the starfleet academy thing for a while so they're like well yeah that'll that that's how we're getting him off the show and then it, they, there's a built-in excuse though to have him c- 
come back whenever they want to. So this isn't the end of his journey. We still have a few more Wesley episodes on our list, but did he come back with a beard? No. Oh, for some reason, I feel like Will Just Wheaton to life. had some facial hair. That's huh? that's modern Will Wheaton. Yeah, he came he back did. to life with a beard. <laughs> Jesus, Wesley. He did not reappear with facial hair. Okay. I'm like, Jesus, Bashir. Yeah. More bland. <laughs> um, yeah, but otherwise, I'm like, I don't think this is very good. And it's funny, they, they did this as a response because like, we don't want to do what we did with Yar. I'm like, as problematic as that episode is... <laughs> It it, it it is a more memorable episode than whatever this is. So You know that meme? Uh, the guy stepping on the rake, hitting himself in the face, versus <laughs> sure. the guy like doing the kickflip down the stairs with the rake and <laughs> landing the trick and making it all the, all the way to the bottom and then hitting himself in the head with the rake? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's no, that's that's the <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better way to describe these two episodes. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, c'est la vie. Um, and bon chance, Wesley Cresser. We will see you actually later in this chunk of episodes. So it's not, it's not even really a goodbye episode either. Um, well, Faye, thanks for coming on and Thank you. watching Final Mission episode uh, with us. Hopefully this will not be your final episode. I had such a good time. Thank awesome. you for inviting me. Thanks uh, for letting me come and participate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Excuse me. Thanks. We'll get you for a better one next time. Yeah. For Anyone sure. who comes on for these not as good ones, I'm you like, we'll, we'll do a better one next time. I promise. Bar set pretty low. Pretty It'd be really anything. Hard not to <laughs> anything. Like anything. Maybe we'll get like a Deep Space Nine or I'm down. Something. We'll Never get something. We'll get something for you. Something We'd fun. Love to. Um, and otherwise, I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> see you in the morning. See you in the morning. <laughs> Gathering around the coffee machine. Oh my god. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Um, thanks for listening. We hope you at least enjoyed our thoughts on Final Mission, if not the episode. Um, and if you liked the episode, please let us know why. <laughs> <laughs> StoriedStarTrek at gmail.com. StoriedStarTrek at gmail.com. Um, next week, um, we'll be getting something a little better. Uh, we're going to be watching data's day um this is another one of these slice of life episodes but this one is all from the point of view of data and how he sees life on the enterprise and his crewmates and everything um and uh we will be having our very good friend of the podcast ellen marie lewis will be coming back on the show to talk about data's day um always looking forward to when ellen's on they're always a good time <laughs> um all right everyone um thank you for listening faith thank you so much thank you um aaron also thank you so much thank you jared thank you faith thank you aaron um and until next time um we will see you hopefully not stranded on a planet with a <laughs> overgrown mall fountain don't drink can't. the dresky <laughs> don't don't drink the dresky folks good night <laughs> thanks for listening if you'd like to share us your own star trek story you can email us at storiedstartrek at gmail.com or you can visit our discord server you can find us by clicking on the link in the show description